Hello, my name is Mallory Jenna Robinson. Join me on A Hateful Homicide, a true crime podcast dedicated to telling the stories regarding the murders of transgender, gender non-binary, and gender diverse community members in the United States and abroad. This is A Hateful Homicide. 911, what's your emergency? Yeah. transgender woman has been shot and killed in North Baltimore, Alpha. In the U.S., trans women of color have a life expectancy of just 35 years. This happens on a daily. Another one of my friends got killed right up the street from here. These cases are true. The victims are real and their voices matter. This is A Hateful Homicide. The murder of Catalina Christina James. Saturday, June 24th, 2018. Jacksonville, Florida. Warning. The following episode you are about to listen to will contain evidence of misgendering from audio clippings. Listening discretion is advised. There we go. Source tells Action News Jacks a transgender woman was found dead just after one this afternoon at the Quality Inn on Dix Ellis Drive. Action News Jacks' Courtney Cole is live there now. Courtney JSO has been on the scene for more than five hours. And you can see even at this hour, it's still a very active scene. I'm going to step out of the way so that I can show you tape still surrounds the entrance of the hotel. And right now, I'm going to have my photographer move into the third floor. This is the room that we've seen investigators taking pictures of and collecting evidence from. This is where they've been. Maybe within the last 10 minutes, they went back inside of the room. Right now, they're just trying to figure out exactly what happened that led up to this deadly shooting. But here's what JSO was able to tell me about the victim right now. JSO was referring to the victim as a black male in his 20s who appears to identify as a female. But in Action News, Jack Source tells us the victim is a transgender woman and we're still waiting for the sheriff's office to confirm this. If this turns out to be the case, it would be the fourth shooting involving a transgender victim this year. Right now, detectives are still canvassing the scene and talking to people who are staying here at the Quality Inn as well as people who work here to see what they can find out. The canine unit was also out here assisting with the investigation. Right now, we're still working to learn if the victim was staying here or if the victim was visiting someone, as well as whether what part of the hotel this happened in. But again, if we go back live, the area that we're looking in right now, this third floor room with, with a little balcony, this is the area we've seen investigators in just minutes before you guys came to us, taking pictures and and appears to be collecting evidence from that room. They are now back inside of the room. Now, JSO says the investigation is still in its early stages. And as far as the suspect goes, all JSO can tell us right now is that the suspect, whether it was a he or a she, drove away in a beige vehicle. Anyone with information is urged to call Crime Stoppers at 866-845-TIPS. June 24th. 2018 is just four days 
into the summer, Jacksonville, Florida, just two hours north of this city of Tallahassee, the capital of Florida, 24-year-old African-American transgender woman of Bishopville, South Carolina, Catalina Christina James was visiting when shots fired around 12.30 p.m. on the afternoon of June 24th, 2018. The Jacksonville Sheriff's Office rushes to the scene and discovers the badly and blood-soaked body, bullet-written body of Catalina Christina James. Detectives are on the scene. They're investigating. They're seeing bullet casings. They're discovering blood spatter. They're discovering the victim's ID. But what caused this fatal shooting? Catalina Christina James, at this time in 2018, was the fourth trans woman shot and she was the third to be murdered. Out of this deadly shooting, only one victim who shall remain anonymous for safety reasons survived this horrific, atrocious attack that bestowed the Jacksonville, Florida community during the winter and summer of 2018. Catalina Christina James, described as vivacious and bubbly, loved to travel, and her ultimate goal was to complete and travel the entire United States of America by the age of 30. At the time of her death, she had been to five states, and Florida was one of them. Catalina had decided that she wanted to pick up her traveling and decided to go to Florida. Catalina and her family, who she was very close to, including her father, Donald, and her mother, Anne, along with her sisters, one of them named Deandra, and a brother, all loved and supported Catalina. And so it was so shocking when the detectives called and let her family knew that she had been murdered, shot over six times off Dix Ellis Road on an 8300 block in the Quality Inn in Jacksonville, Florida, just a little after 12.30 p.m. on Saturday, June 24th, 2018. There had been a growing fear at this time that there was a serial killer. There had been a murder. Lives had been lost. And the LGBT community wanted to know what was going to be done. At this time, when Catalina was shot and murdered, she had been, again, the fourth victim. The first victim, the murder happened around February of 2018. Initially, the JSO, the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, wasn't suspicious that there was a serial shooting, let alone a serial murder 
happening. But by the time in June of 2018, when Catalina had been shot, that suspicion had become a reality. There was a serial shooter in Jacksonville, Florida, targeting black trans women. The community, in fear for its safety, spoke up and wanted to know what was going to be done. Advocates and activists led to the Jacksonville Courthouse, the Duval County Courthouse, to want to know what is going to be done in response to all of these brutal shootings. The only evidence that the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office would release and confirm was that there was a beige sedan seen driving away from the scene at the time of the shooting. Is this car in connection to the murder of Catalina Christina James? Is it in connection to the other hateful homicides that bestowed the Jacksonville community in the winter and summer of 2018? The community wanted to know was there a serial killer targeting transgender women of color in Florida? This case garnered so much attention. The victims ranging from ages 38 to 22. Anastasia English was one of them. Celine Walker was the first at the age of 36. And so many times, and like so many, so many cases that we've covered, this evidence of misgendering happened too much in the community. And the and they were done. My community, our community, the transgender community, decided to speak up and speak out regarding these shootings. They wanted to know what was going to be done. They wanted to know why were their trans sisters being murdered brutally without any justice. And the Jacksonville Transgender Action Committee, an organization partnered with another agency nonprofit called Jasmine, both transgender agencies in Jacksonville catered to supporting and advocating for the transgender community, spoke before the Duval County Courthouse in response to these heinous and hateful homicides that had begun to, to plague the Jacksonville community. And what I want you to understand is this here. Hello, I'm Paige Parks and my address is on file. I am transgender and I represent Transgender Awareness Project here in Jacksonville, Florida. I am here to talk about the relationship between the JSO and the transgender community, which is none. And I wonder why the JSO isn't investigating these crimes that have happened with Celine Walker back in February and Natasha just a couple of weeks ago. They're not investigating sitting on these crimes and they're not doing anything with the with the cases 
And I want to talk about the relationship that JSO doesn't have with the transgender community. When girls are on the north side, they're coming home from work, um, or they're just walking down the street, and JSO is putting those girls over, harassing them, asking them where they're going, uh, naming them as prostitutes when these girls live in the neighborhood. So when people are watching this and looking at this, the JSO's harassing these girls, they feel that, you know, they can do the same thing. So there's no wonder why there's nothing being done about these cases. Uh, a transgender women's being murdered here in Jacksonville. So I just want to know why isn't there any sensitivity training with the JSO's uh, sheriff's department and the transgender community? They need to be trained on how to deal with transgender people. And if they can't do their job, I mean, can they go somewhere else and work if they don't want to deal with transgender people? Because we're here, we're not going anywhere. So that's why I want to, you know, that's why I'm here. I want to know why they're not investigating these crimes. Why is the harassment going on with the transgender community in JSO? Thank you so much. During this time, this is for us to listen to you. Okay. And if you have any more comments, okay. you still have one minute and 15 seconds. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank we you. appreciate it. And last... Like so many of these individuals who are responding to the trauma and the violence that are placed upon our communities. As we go through this case, I really want to emphasize about police response to trans murders and the media's response. As you heard, this advocate is pleading with the Jacksonville, the city of Jacksonville, to do something, to search and seek and find out what is going on. Why are these, why are our sisters and brothers being murdered and no one is doing anything about it? The advocate went before the Duval County, you know, judicial system to advocate and ask questions. And the only response was, this is our time to listen to you. This is very common, a very common response when so many times individuals are faced with questions, tough questions, especially around trans identity, trans affirmation. There's no response. The advocate left feeling unsupported, feeling though she spoke up and stood in her truth and wanted answers, that the only thing that she got back was that we are here to listen to you. No response to a remedy. No response to reform. So my audience, as you listen, I will take you through this case to really give you an insight into the concept of the sheriff's response. And again, we have to also look at the geography. Florida, a state where I taught middle school science and history for five years. I actually taught in Jacksonville, Florida. And I was in Jacksonville, Florida in June of 2018 when Catalina Christina James and the others were murdered. I remember that time fearing for my own safety and wondering, am I next? I can recall 
starting my first year of college in Jacksonville, Florida, advocating starting the first LGBTSA group on the campus. And so this case pulled and gravitated towards me. I wanted to cover this for episode 10. And unfortunately, this case does still remain unsolved. These hateful homicides remain unsolved. But I wanted to take you into the the roots of the serial killings, this idea of serial killers. It's been covered so many times in the cisgender community. We hear so many times about uh, this this psycho- psychopathy of cis men targeting cis women, this serial killer complex. And this is the case of the Jacksonville serial killer, a man, a cisgendered man in a beige sedan who targeted and shot over five black trans women, again, between the winter and the summer of 2018. The fears are real. The trauma, the anxiety of wondering if you go outside, could you be next? One of the survivors, the only survivor, she, I spoke with her and she told me that the individual was in a, in a beige sedan. That's how this has been linked to the other cases. And she shared with me how the individual was from an app. Um, she met him on an app. She described him as a black male in his late 20s, early 30s, about 5'10", 170 pounds. Good looking, smooth talker. They had correspondence over this dating app and they decided to meet at a hotel in Jacksonville, Florida. This was in March of 2018 just three months before the shooting death of Catalina Christina James. So, how was this statement used in connection, in response to helping locate the the, the suspect in this case? Well, there was a sketch released. And this composite sketch was... uh, propelled throughout the state of Florida and even throughout the state of South Carolina where Catalina Christina James was from. The Bishopville community wanted justice for Catalina Christina James and so the news media there in that small tight-knit South Carolina town wanted to seek justice and they also did a whole crime stoppers and reward for the for the murder of Catalina Christina James. I want to take a moment as well and talk about who was Catalina Christina James. Described as loving and wanting to travel, born in 1994, again to Donald and Anne. Catalina had so many hopes and goals and dreams. And you can hear this from her family and her friends and the community who protested and advocated in response to apprehending the Jacksonville serial killer. 
I want to take a moment and just make sure that we really talk about how Catalina's family loved her. So many times the victims are often, they don't have families or loved ones to speak up and speak out on their behalf. But Catalina's dad and her mom and her stepmother and her three sisters and her brother, all of them advocated for her. And I just want to take a moment and share with you just how the community came together and also how Catalina's family loved and supported her. So 24-year-old Catalina James, the third transgender homicide victim in Jacksonville just this year. Her, her mother spoke with First Coast News and said that her daughter was always the life of the party and had a big and bold personality. Earlier this year, Celine Walker was killed in an extended stay hotel on the south side. Then earlier this month, Antoche English was killed near Ellis Street on the city's north side. And tonight, fears remain after this latest homicide for the transgender community. First Coast News reporter Nick Rowe joins us live tonight with more details. Nick. Anthony, that's right. Groups out here in City Hall actually just wrapped up a press conference here. You can hear right here. Several area groups around here, not just the Jacksonville area, but actually Equality Florida. You can listen to them real quick. What do we want? Justice! Saying, what do we want? Justice. Now, the summary of their press conference here in the last 10 minutes, Byron, you can spin over to me this direction, is essentially that they feel JSO is not doing enough. But actually, some of these members are calling for Sheriff Mike Williams to resign, and they actually want the Sheriff's Office to have a liaison officer to better these kind of relationships with the transgender community and law enforcement. The reason why they say this is simply a sign of disrespect. They say when someone in the transgender community dies, in this case, these three individuals looking into this transgender community, how are they identified? JSO, as they told us, identifies them based on their documentation, who they are at birth. This community says that's a sign of disrespect, and they hope to change that and voice their opinion tonight at public comment. I spoke to Kelly Pope yesterday from one of these groups, and she says things have to change within the community. A lot of people are just in hunker-down mode 24-7 because they're in such a state of fear. And back out here live again. We're going to have these comments here for you later on tonight. First Coast News. Again, this press conference just wrapped up, calling for big changes from this community from within the Sheriff's Department and JSO. Reporting live from City Hall tonight, Nick Perot, First Coast News on your side. So many times this has been the case. As you could hear, the advocates, the trans community, the allies, the accomplices, all are coming together in support of Catalina Christina James, Anastasia, Natasha, Celine, and all of the other victims of the Jacksonville serial killer. This unknown black cisgendered man between his late 20s and early 30s targeting and murdering committing hateful homicides against black trans women, again, ranging between the ages of their early 20s to their late 30s. Catalina Christina James was traveling through Jacksonville, Florida, when she was shot over six times in the head, the chest, 
and the back. As detectives were going through the room and documenting, they discovered Catalina's phone. The phone contained evidence, evidence on an app. The app contained a profile. And when the computer analyst went over and they went over that phone, they were unable to track the IP address. And this again was another setback in this case that was growing bigger and bigger by the minute. A serial killer targeting black trans women driving in a beige sedan. The thing is, is that though the case happened, these cases happened in Jacksonville, Florida, there was a growing suspicion that the serial killer was actually starting to expand his hunting ground. A shooting happened. Shots fired in July of 2018 in Orlando, Florida. Another black trans woman was shot. She survived and she remains anonymous. The case was linked to the Jacksonville serial killer because of the beige sedan. The fear, the rational fear of the trans community, of its allies, and the lack of response from the Duval County Police Department as well as the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. These two tensions were coming to a blow. Advocates wanting to know what is the Sheriff's Office gonna do? They're asking for the removal of its captain because of the lack of response, the apathy shown towards the victims, the consistent evidence of misgendering, dead naming, victim blaming, and shaming. Each and every one of these victims were not a, a person of sex work, was not an IV user. And just because they were black and trans women do not mean that their voices should remain unheard. The goal with this case and like so many others, is to raise awareness. And when these hateful homicides happen, and they do happen far too often, again, the media misrepresents, and the law enforcement does little in so many cases, unfortunately, to seek justice. But in this case, and still to this day, advocates are advocating and fighting in Florida, in Jacksonville, and even its capital at City Hall in Tallahassee, Florida. As of 2021, there has been continued activism, advocacy, and changes being made to bring the Jacksonville serial killer to justice. There was a criminal profiler by the name of Thomas St. John, an FBI profiler who was brought in to do a profiling on this perpetrator. Described as a loner, described as someone who 
seems harmless at first. And according again to the profile, this individual who is harmless, a loner, unlikely to commit violence in an instant, in a moment, at the snap of a finger can commit a hateful homicide. The weapon of choice is going to be a gun. Why? Because it provides this sense of controlling the aiming of the gun. The perpetrator targeted his victims online through a dating app. Coming off as Mr. Charming. Someone who is dateable, relatable, and harmless. But when getting on arriving to their hotel room, goes in, charms them, and commits a hateful homicide. Not only once, not only twice, but five times in the span of five months. The victim was, the victims, the ones who survived, their families, the victims who are no longer here, like Catalina, Christina, James, all of these victims' families are wanting justice and are seeking answers. They are wanting to know exactly what happened to their loved ones. How can they get justice and seek answers? And this was definitely the case for Catalina, Christina, James's family. Her mother and her father, her father, Donald James, speaks out about this crime. He remembers warning his daughter as she would go and travel. Catalina, who was part of this dance group who loved to travel and dance and, and, and explore, photogenic, can be seen in photographs with her parents, her, her dad and her stepmom and her sisters and brother, her grandparents, this tight-knit Bishopville, South Carolina, Southern family who all came together to seek justice for the life and the unfortunate death of Catalina Christina James. And this can be seen, again, through the voice of her father. He's gonna talk about how he loved his daughter. And though he misgenders her, you can still see that he cares for his daughter and her mother cares and her family and all of them, each and every one of them wants justice for Catalina. It's time, they say, to seek justice and get answers. Bill was shot and killed in Jacksonville, Florida on Sunday, becoming that city's third transgender murder victim in just three months. News 19's Jenna Krasina spoke with the family about their loss. Life changing. Life changing. Hard stop. I was like, no, this can't be true. 24-year-old Bishopville native Kathalina James was found shot and killed in Jacksonville, Florida. She always found a way to steal the show. All eyes was always on Kathalina, basically. Outgoing, kind, and bold. Just a few words her closest loved ones had to say. He was a point blank, you know. He took life. He looked at life for what it was. He loved people. And he wanted people to love him and accept him. Kathalina's father says she touched many lives 
and was brave for always staying true to who she was. He would want other people to accept people for who they are. Transgender, uh, gay, whatever, whatever you believe in, believe in, he want to be, he want other people to be accepted the same way. Kathleen's mother says she loved to travel, and that is why she was in Florida at the time of her death. While the case is under investigation, the family just wants answers. Closure, that's the biggest thing. If we could just find out who did, did committed the crime and somebody brought brought to justice, it'd be a lot of rest nights that we don't have to go, you know, sleepless, basically, because there's a lot of sleepless nights right now. In Bishopville, Jenna Grazina, News 19, WLTX. The family is having... The family, as you could hear, anguished, heartbroken, devastated over the loss of their 24-year-old beautiful daughter. And though Catalina's father did provide evidence of misgendering, it doesn't take away his sorrow and his anguish as a parent who lost one of his daughters. Catalina's mother also just wants justice and closure for her daughter. Catalina was just traveling, living her best life, and went on a dating app and wanted to just seek some some socialization. And we don't know exactly whether there was a hookup or anything of that nature. According to the one of the survivors that I spoke with, um, they, there was never um, sex involved. It never got to that point. The Mr. Charming would you know, be kind, and then he would just start, you know, reacting violently and ultimately shooting them. So it happened literally within five minutes. And, you know, unfortunately, around Saturday, June 24th, 2018, 1 p.m., again, on the 8300 block at the Dixtro Quality Inn in Jacksonville, Florida, 24-year-old transgender woman Catalina Christina James was shot six times. Twice in the head, twice in the chest, and twice in the thigh. Bleeding to death and being pronounced dead at 1 p.m. Eastern Pacific Standard Time in Jacksonville, Florida. Catalina's family has been devastated, lost, shocked, saddened, confused, wondering when is there going to be justice. But regardless of what has happened, the community continues to support each other, hold on to each other, and never give in. And as we prepare to conclude, I just want to share one last evidence of just how much this the Jacksonville serial killer, this Mr. Charming, not only traumatized Catalina's family, but again, the Jacksonville, Florida community in 2018 and still to this day. I want to share this with you all. Transgender community. Four women have been attacked in Jacksonville since the start of this year. Three are now dead. The latest case happened just yesterday at the Quality Inn and Suites on the south side. In just the past 90 minutes, Jacksonville police have released that victim's birth name, Donald James. We're working, though, to learn the name she went by. News for Jackson reporter Janice Harris has been asking questions, finding out more. Janice, you spoke with the only trans woman to survive an attack. 
Yes, I did. And she and many other people in the transgender community say that they feel like they are being attacked specifically. But when I talked with the only survivor so far, she told me she knew her attacker, but she still believes more needs to be done. And she's not the only person that feels that way. A lot of people are saying they want more to be done by JSO. A transgender woman was found shot to death inside this Quality Inn on Jacksonville's south side. This is the fourth attack of a transgender woman this year. The only survivor whose identity we are protecting for her safety told me by phone she is stunned. As police investigate the Quality Inn murder, Jasmine, an advocacy group for the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and questioning LGBTQ community, fears these crimes will be overlooked. Cindy Watson is their CEO. How does the LGBTQ community feel? about these attacks. We see uh, many trans women who are African-American and uh, I think they feel particularly targeted by these crimes. On June 12th, Paige Parks, a transgender activist, expressed her concerns about how police investigate transgender violence before the Jacksonville City Council. I am here to talk about the relationship between the JSO and the transgender community, which is none. The Coalition for Equality has been asking for a meeting with JSO to talk about LGBTQ concerns. But according to Watson, so far, they have not responded. We just want to see them treated with the same kind of dignity and respect that any other victim of a crime would be treated. JSO says they have not found a connection between the three murders and the assault, but they are all being investigated. And Watson says that she hopes that JSO reaches out to the LGBTQ community to possibly help them solve these crimes. Live at the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, Janice Harris, Channel 4, the local station. Janice, do people in the LGBTQ community feel safe in Jacksonville? Well, interestingly enough, tomorrow marks the day when a survey will come out. This survey specifically focused on the LGBTQ community of Jacksonville. It was done by a nationwide group. Tomorrow, those results will come out that will give a better clue as to how they feel about safety and how they are being respected or lack thereof here in Jacksonville. Joy? All right. Janice reporting live tonight. Janice, thank you. Truly a tragic weekend, 10 shootings, four of them deadly. We've posted details about all these cases on newsforjax.com. That includes what we know about the victims and any possible suspect information. We encourage you to share these stories just to get the information out. Once again, call. Once again, you could hear the fears of the community. And as we prepare to conclude, I just want to remind you that these cases are real. Serial violence, serial homicides in the trans community is real. And for those who may have some evidence for this case or may know who the suspect is, this Mr. Charming, this Jacksonville serial killer who is going on these series of shootings between Jacksonville and Orlando and who knows where else and is still out there. Please be careful. If you know anything, please reach out to the Crime Stoppers and to my community members. Please continue to advocate out there in Jacksonville. I am so proud of each and every one of you. Do not give up. And if there's anything you need from me as someone who lived there, 
I will be there. To my sister, Catalina Christina James, we remember you, my sister. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, forever, and always. Catalina Christina James, born March 12th, 1994, died June 24th, 2018, age 24. Again, my name is Mallory Jenna Robinson. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of A Hateful Homicide. Please follow me on IG at MalloryJenna90. That's M-A-L-L-E-R-Y-J-E-N-N-A-90. You can also follow A Hateful Homicide on IG at A Hateful Homicide. We're also on Anchor, Apple Podcasts. You can search us through A Hateful Homicide. And we're also super excited to announce that A Hateful Homicide will be um, coming back for a second season um, this fall in September. So again, more amazing announcements to come. We have about two to three more episodes left before the first season wraps up. And again, I just want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. For those who are new listeners, please continue to share. Um, I just want to continue to raise awareness for the community. We deserve it. Again, use the hashtags, I hate for homicide, ah, say ah, true crime, podcasts, suspense, Saturdays. My name is Mallory Jenna Robinson. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and stay tuned for another episode next Saturday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you and have a great day.